Hi, Chris. <laughs> That's how it starts? It's abrupt. It's abrupt. Oh, hi. Hi, Joe. How are uh, you? We'll give, we'll give people as much notice as our subject today <laughs> gives his victims. I originally know Chris from art school. He doesn't remember me there. No, no memory at all. I think you even shrugged your shoulders when I said I thought you were in a band called Strangely Brown. Yeah, I've never heard of that no. brand. Yeah, okay. Maybe I just imagined you. But you have been a writer and you have been on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking this is this might be probably the low watermark of the Zealot podcast because you're getting someone on who is claimed to fame is was on Twitter moderately funny on Twitter for a year doing a podcast about a cult that may or may not be a cult. No, I've just no, I've had worse than that. I promise you, you're like third worst. We were. But we met on Twitter basically. Yes, I think pretty much. I forget the early years. Yeah, because I have, but I think it's safe to say we met on Twitter just talking shit because were they the early years when you sort of first discovered this is unrelated of course <laughs> r kelly's music no my my r kelly timeline goes back further than Twitter, <gasps> and i'll, I'll, I'll reveal that you did mention that we're not sure if it's a cult or <laughs> not, not. Sure. and even though it's not a stupid name We are going to talk about R. Kelly. <laughs> we are. When you first suggested this. You were stunned at the, the prescience and foresight that I had to bring these two worlds together. Mm-hmm. Is that, sorry, is that what you're going to say? Sure, sure. But now that you've said it, let's just sit here in silence for an hour. <laughs> I at first thought, look, I'm going to say yes, we will talk about R. Kelly because in a BuzzFeed article in yeah. 2017... His harem, shall we say, was referred to as a sex cult. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, let's do it. And even though our jury, our mutual jury is out yeah. on whether it could qualify as a cult, it has way more of the characteristics than I was expecting. It's like 90, it's 98% cult, but is, is 98% enough to be a cult? Do you know what? 98% cult sounds like one of his album titles. It is. That's a third. third yeah. Album. <laughs> yeah. The fact that quite early he was calling himself... And I think it had a song, the Pied Piper of R and B. I don't think I don't know if there's a song called Piper. Look, I don't know his discography back to front, but I don't think there's a song called Pied Piper. There might be, but he definitely called himself the Pied Piper of R and B, which is, I guess, that fairy tale is about a man just luring young children with music. With music, it's right there. Pretty ballsy. It's like snaps for a man who is not going to complete a PhD at any point. He's really big on hinting that he's an absolute dirtbag. But he's quite good at, I say good, just it makes me feel sick. Yeah, quite good. nothing about this is good. And we should also... No, I, I, will, I will go on record and this is embarrassing. I do quite like a fair bit of the music. I know, I'm just going to say that. This is a way bigger debate. <laughs> it's not, he's not my all-time favourite, but, mm. but I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation if he wasn't good at something. Like he'd just be a creepy sex pest somewhere in and, Atlanta. Right? Yeah, and a big part of why people have looked the other way throughout his career is because they dig the jams. I've been listening to R. Kelly on and off for, well, 1992 was my first time right. hearing. So back in the 90s, I was kind of into hip hop. Like I discovered NWA and I was like, oh, this is much better than I Crowded House. I was a hip hop person too. <laughs> I thought all there was was In Excess, U2 and Crowded House. And then I went, oh, this is a bit different. Early 90s yeah. Australians who were into hip hop were yeah. the most 
benign, and I'm including us both in this, obviously. Thanks. The most benign, middle-class, white pretenders ever. That's a bit harsh. But, I was keeping it real with not knowing what anything <laughs> about Compton was or South Central. I'm yeah. equally impressed with myself for being into that music and really learning a lot about American street culture from it. Yeah. Street culture. And especially black, and, but just black culture, reality as well, culture. black politics and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm deeply ashamed that I thought I had any actual links or affinity <laughs> yeah. with that None. culture whatsoever. That's None. where the pretender comes from. It was like, ugh. But like, so I was into our uh, hip hop and sort of an offshoot was R&B. Since like Bill Bridge of Ireland. R. Kelly was just some dude who's another, he had that song, She's Got That Vibe. And mm. It's just a song, whatever. It doesn't mean anything. It's just another R&B guy. So that's the first time I heard of him. And then now here we are in 2019. Yep. Things have changed. I think they have. But I, I, I've gone from like that point of just being, he's some dude to, you know, he's a comedy genius to, oh, actually, I quite like this music. He's a comedy genius. Or, or he's a fodder for great comedy. Right. Because he's... Truly, have you seen Trapped in the Closet? This uh, R and B soap this opera. This R and B opera. It's a spoken singing soap opera with one song, and it goes for like an hour or two with all the episodes. And it's one song. It's the same beat, and he sings everything, and he talks like this. And I'm going to the kitchen now. I'm you're gonna, saying like, it's great, but you're making it sound hilarious. Is what you're not what you were going to say? No, like oh. something they might use for torture. <laughs> well, well, I loved it. I was at a festival <laughs> in, in England because All Tomorrow's Parties and, and Dinosaur Jr. were headlining and mm. in the booklet they said, if you do one thing all weekend on the little curated television channel, watch Trapped in the Closet. And I was like, if Jay Maskus says it, I'll check it out. <laughs> and so I watched it and everyone in my little group were like, turn that fucking thing off. I can't handle it. And I was like, what do you mean? This is the greatest thing in the world. And I, saw, I just spoke in that the whole weekend and then they loved it. And then it's just amazing. We should mention that he doesn't read well and doesn't write well. He, yeah, he wasn't. He struggled greatly as a child gifts. learning to read and write and he never really got much better. No. So he writes his songs, in inverted commas, by just singing them and riffing. Yeah. and he just comes out with stuff, Yeah, I, I mean, believe. he's very talented. <sighs> he's very talented. He's very talented and he does have a good voice. And also I've had, I've now had, I believe I can fly in my head for four days and I have you to yes, thank for that. He is quite good um, and he's a terrible human, reportedly, but it's pretty, I think. I'm, our, con- I'm convinced I'm that he is convinced. a terrible human. Trial by media has convinced me that you, you, this is the last straw and they need to sort of. I think the last straw was probably in about 96, but. That's he, true. There's been a lot of straws. Yeah. He's, he's, got a lot he's of had straws. more straws than most people. There have been accusations that how he currently behaves. Has uh, behaved his mim- entire life. Yes. Mimics very closely how a cult leader behaves. And I've, I have attempted to read your book, Joe. If anyone's listening, they should definitely buy it. Oh, yes. I mean, also, I have a book out. So I, I went through the first chapter of your book, obviously, which is the easiest chapter to read because it's at the start. That's right. And um, you sort of put some definitions on this is what it equals to be a cult. Because people don't know, there's no definite definition of cult. Oh, that's one thing I meant to do. Look it up because in one of his songs he says, what's the definition of a cult? I don't know. Does he? What, like, go look it up in a dictionary. I'll wait. And I meant to do that. I'll do that while you're speaking. Oh. Is that in the song, I Admit? 
which yes. is like his OJ Simpson. Oh, we'll get there. We'll if get I did there. it, this is how I did it, kind of thing. <laughs> Shush, we we're not up to that bit yet. <laughs> anyway, so I've got we've I've sort of prepared a bit of a list from your definition and some things in my checkered past enjoying the work of cults from afar. Mm. What I think is helps to define a cult, and maybe we can argue the toss over whether these things are true or not. Oh, Kelly doesn't have a name for his sex cult, does it? Does he? No. My dick. My dick. <laughs> okay, the dictionary definition of a cult, and I just want to note that that oh. took me almost no time to look up. So I haven't. <laughs> People, this kept, is live. <laughs> I haven't kept R. Kelly waiting very okay, long. Good. It's one, a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object, or two, a person or thing that is popular or fashionable among a particular group or section of society. My main point was, he said, go, I'll wait while you look it up. <laughs> and it took me hardly any time to do that. But I will we'll start by saying, we, oui. I will start by saying, I think there's two elements to this. There's... R. Kelly's general behavior and attitude towards women, which isn't necessarily like a cult leader. It's just fucked up. Yes. And then there's some behavior that really does feel a little bit cult leader-y. Yeah. Like, is he a cult leader or is he just a chronic abuser? And that just, I don't mean just as in, oh, he's just an abuser. Yeah. He's a mere space station. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Has he added another dimension called cultness? None of it's good. And he does claim when he was a child, when he was having trouble reading and writing, that yeah. he was the victim of some sexual abuse yeah. as well. Yeah. But he's said in interviews later that that's fine, he forgives that, but he's also mentioned that it's he believes it to be a cycle, that if you're abused as a child, then you go on to abuse, which is almost him again. There's number, a number of times we can go, is he admitting, is he admitting stuff? And we should say before we start, or what are we, two hours in now? Um, <laughs> firstly, that he continues to deny all these allegations. Yep. And so, R. Kelly, if you're listening, um, <laughs> sorry, of course you are. We're not saying you did this stuff. We're saying lots Allegedly. of people said you did this stuff and we believe them. And the yeah. second thing is that we are going to talk about some instances of sexual abuse. So if you're not in a place where that feels good, Switch off now, and we do not think that stuff is good or funny, but we think that R. Kelly's an asshole that needs to be discussed. His timeline of abuse is about not being discussed, basically. But he did, he started off with a fairly obvious thing in my mind, in that after mentoring the singer-rapper Aaliyah, Mm. he married her when she was 15 and he was 27. Yeah, and he, he... Married her, which kind of, I remember vaguely hearing about that and thinking, oh, oh, he married her. So it must be about love and some reason that made it okay. And that's, that's because you were young at that time as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm and like, that's where we go, what's wrong with that? Yeah, maybe he's like 18. And as she's she 15. said in her first album, it's, age ain't nothing but a number. Ain't nothing but a number. But it's a bit of an important number when you're 15. I've got to admit. And also when someone is uber famous. And I, I don't know. He wasn't uber famous back then. He was famous. He was famous enough. Famous enough, but he wasn't. You know, I believe I could fly a Grammys guy, right? Yeah. But he, he also forged the. We well, had his guys forge the wedding certificate to say she was eighteen, 18. or something, which is a bit of a red flag that you probably think it's not cool. It's a. 
Like it's it's a robust red flag. Yeah, it's pretty big. Because this is one of the things that the Me Too movement has kind mm. of latched onto that if they wouldn't like you if you weren't famous, then you have to be super super careful yeah. about how you act. Yeah, and understand that they wouldn't be throwing themselves at you. No, if you weren't famous. And also, it's not you know medieval England where everyone's dying at twenty eight. So no, probably have to marry. Just hang out a bit. <laughs> yeah, you can wait. Shoot some pool. <laughs> Chill. Where was I in '94? I was working in music retail and going to my second art school, I think. Yeah, so that's where we met in '94. Oh, oh, my at third the print, art school. At the printmaking then. workshop. You gotta really shop around your art schools before you commit. <laughs> but it would. The marriage was annulled a few months later, and Aaliyah made sure that everything was expunged from the record and no one's allowed to talk about it. And yeah. R. Kelly says he doesn't talk about it out of respect for her. Yeah. Um, and she's now passed. And at the same time, he when he just starts getting famous, yeah. he's going back to his old high school and hanging out the front and getting yeah. girls' numbers. And he's, throughout his career, he's dropping into McDonald's to pick up chicks. Like, But that's how people pick up chicks when they're... 15 and 16, they go cruise McDonald's. He's going to the mall. He's going to clubs, but that's not where he's sourcing his honeys from. But he could have. I'm sure he was that's as well. That's the thing. He could have. But yeah. he's going to the places where teenagers do it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's that's where you start talking about, you know, the predator part. Because mm. it's, it is about preying on the weak. Not just preying on women, just preying on the weak. Just finding... People, and I mean, the easiest week is the young. So he's going, well, this is a gold mine. And the impressionable and the people who will say yes to dates with him without yeah. asking any questions. <laughs> yeah. And no one's stopping him. And that's the thing. Yeah. When you were, okay, when you were in, say, year 11 at school. Yeah. Who would you, if they'd <laughs> have been hanging around your high school, yeah. and this is not to make it creepy. This is understanding why you would say yes, I will go to your hotel room. Who, if they'd turned up at your high school when you were in year 11, would you have instantly gotten in the car with? Luke Skywalker. I'll <laughs> say. No. Like <laughs> 100%. Um, if Luke shows up and R2's there. I like you don't say Mark Hamill. You would actually go with the character. Who's Mark Hamill? <laughs> Whatever. Two. I was about to say Michael Hutchins for me, but he did right. go to my high school, but several years before me. Oh, that would have been an R. Kelly thing, coming him coming back to his old his old high school. Yeah. Now I would probably go with Tom Hardy. Could Tom Hardy lure you into sex cult? Yes. Yeah. Let's move on to nineteen ninety six. And this is a, a recurring theme. Mm-hmm. A girl called Tiffany Hawkins filed a suit against him for personal damage and injuries. Yeah. Uh, for having sex with her when she was 15, but it was settled out of court. Yeah, see, this is the problem with America, isn't it? And this whole, everything gets settled out of court yeah. and it gets exonerated. and, and Which the- makes the perpetrator feel like it's cool. official, yeah, that it's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's cool. And the problem is it makes us, as the public, because it's not my job to go around and researching no. the, the checkered past of every single person I like. Like, I know... Of, the, of all the music, I know 1% of the background of any band. To me, in whatever year we're talking about, he's just some dude who's saying she's got that vibe. So anything I hear about him and I go, oh, he was with someone and then it got settled out of court, I go, oh, well, then it's fine. Then he's he's then, innocent. Because I trust the law. I have to trust the law. <sighs> and that is 
one thing that he has depended on his entire yeah. life. And it's worked. Shit. And every time he settles out of court, yeah. he gets the girls to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. And the, and the double thing is they don't want to talk about, talk about it either because it's so embarrassing and awful. I should have a little noise that goes ding, 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 a... where, it's, where it says, yeah. where it feels like it's a cult characteristic. I mean, a lot of cults are quite litigious yes. and get people to sign non-disclosure agreements. Well, they're too embarrassed yeah. to admit that they fell for this bullshit and that you nearly everybody that successfully leaves a cult and they're, they're also asked a common question that people who undergo sexual assault and sexual abuse are asked, which is like, why did you wait so long yeah. to tell people? And part of that reason, not all of it, is I felt like a dickhead. Yeah. I felt like an idiot for falling for this stuff and falling for it for so long. And yeah. feeling like a dickhead can stop you doing all sorts of stuff. Me wearing hats, for example. In 1996, he also married dancer Andrea Lee. Or maybe it's Andrea. Yes, Andrea, Andrea, now hmm. she goes. As right. I think she still she uses me. Kelly now as her surname, I believe. Uh, and she eventually became the mother to his three children. Yes, three children. She features very heavily in some documentaries that were yes. made later, but she didn't really seem to feature heavily in his life. She was basically really, really in the background and kept in rooms and shuffled was she off. Young? Was she the young, young when he married her? Because she's Not in, in, the, in the Surviving R. Kelly docu, docu, she seems a bit older and yes. a bit more hip and brain hip. I hate to say this, but I she was use. when she met and married him, she wasn't R. Kelly young. Yes. She was just a normal young woman. The whole of the world was yeah. young. Yeah, she, I yeah. think she was in her 20s. She seems like an awesome mother, though. Yeah. and, she yeah, under the, the, and Especially she under the, the circumstances, out. yeah. And I'm in the wasteland at the moment right. in my own personal R. Kelly journey. So I, to me in 96... Oh, you're PRKJ. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm. he's just still that R&B singer. He may, he may as well be Bobby Brown to me right now. Like, I don't care about R. Kelly. <laughs> Like, oh. I'm waiting for 2002 when Ignition comes out. They all go to the same parties. I don't know if they do. I don't know who likes R. Kelly. I don't know. You don't, like, get, like, posse cuts with R. Kelly and Jay-Z or whatever. What's a oh, posse well, cut? Actually, uh, What's a posse cut? You don't know anything about Oh, no, it's pronounced you? pussycat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a lot of collaborations. I mean, he did collaborations with uh, Lady Gaga. Which she has apologised for. Gambino, he did. He did collaborations no, with. And no. Michael Jackson. Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. And well, he wrote a couple of MJ yeah. hits. Oh, but anyway, what do like we do in, with so the music? 2000, right? What's happening in 2000? In 2000, the Chicago Sun-Times. So there's a dude, a reporter called uh, Jim DeRogatis, and right. he worked for the Chicago Sun-Times and later wrote a piece for BuzzFeed. But he has spent a big chunk of his career all over R. Kelly. Don't say the words all over I R. Know. Kelly again in this room. In 2000, the Chicago Sun-Times reported on the sex tape. This is the P-tape. This is the P-tape. And this has been the Do subject. you want to describe the P-tape? It's in it. Well, the too long didn't read version is that it's a fucking disgrace. And the longer version is that it is allegedly, totally. It's R. Kelly who records almost every sexual encounter he has. Yep. Because he can't help it, apparently. That's right. He can't stop it. I can't, he can't stop. stop You've got to help me, man. I can't stop. 
And it's like, well, he's not taking time off to read books. Um, yeah. But of him having sex with someone that many witnesses claim is 14, but also just a really degrading thing. It's not yeah. just a sex tape. It's him handing her money to make her look cheap and, and pissing, pissing on her. Yeah. And not in a way that where she's like, oh, please piss on me. Like, she no, just definitely doesn't want no, the pissing. This is or not. Or anything that's happening to happen, I believe. By the law, it wouldn't be consensual sex because she's underage. And yes. there's really clear guidelines about consensual pissing. I did. I wrote an article for Marie Claire. Marie Claire sent me to a three-day sex festival to write about it. What was the climax of the festival? It That's was, another sex it joke. Was the, right. Yay! It was the workshop I didn't go to, what, which was the end of festival orgy. I, I decided not to go to that. Um, but one of the biggest things that I got from this, we spent three days talking about and some people demonstrating yeah. uh, really fringe kink. Oh, okay. And I learned a lot. There's a... There's a movement that has like 19th century themed um, uh, fisting parties, oh, okay. and it's like, oh, they they is there nothing that people won't steampunk? Yeah. Ye oldie fisty party. But the right. thing that got me is the overriding theme of this whole festival was consent. This whole thing was consent. And so pissing, being pissed on, you yeah. need to be asked first, and this girl was not. Yeah, I mean, it's polite in the least. It's really polite. Just be civil. I think manners during sex are more important yeah. than even manners yeah. in a shop. Absolutely. So, so it, anyway, the P-tape is not cool. No. What we're trying to get at here. It's everything that is uncool about anything. Yeah. And then that gets leaked. Um, I think you need to choose a different word. That's why you have this podcast, isn't it? Is kind of oh, no, it's the cheese. It's still the cheese. And it's it's on flea markets everywhere. And People can buy it. You can buy it. I've never seen it. I haven't seen it. I didn't go looking for it. I was wondering, it. should I see this for this podcast? At one some point in the last few days, I thought, should I look for it? And I, my my 98% of yeah. the rest of my brain just went, under no circumstances. <laughs> it's the first really, really public evidence that shit ain't right with R. Kelly. Yeah. But the crime of the whole thing, apart from the crime of the whole thing, yeah. is that he just said, no, it's not me. In fact, he said, it's my maybe, brother. It's my, maybe it's my brother or Trumpy. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe this is, it's not me. I don't know. what. And then the, and the, when the trial comes up, which he delays for, I think, six, six years. Six years. But it was partly some of the reasons. Like yeah. at one point the judge fell off a ladder, so they had to delay it. So it oh, wasn't really? just him. It was that's, circumstances. That's a mafia oh, yeah, it fell off a ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. He was the one that said, yeah, fine, let's delay it. Yeah. He didn't insist on And ingeniously being... then, after six years, all the girls that would be underage would now be overage and look better Which in represents much better in court. Yeah. But the, the problem with the trial is that the, there's no accuser. Like the, the family of the girl in the video... They say no, it's not me. No, it's not her. Well, the only, girl says, only no, her, it's not her me. nuclear family. All her, like yeah. her niece. I mean, her aunt Sparkle. Sparkle, renowned rap artist Sparkle, uh, and other family members are like, that's absolutely, absolutely her. her. But nuclear family don't, and she wasn't there, so there was yeah. n- technically no actual complainant in this yes. case. And for I reckon, for myself and everyone in the world, all we heard was because we're not following along. Was exonerated. Was like, 
oh, it's exonerated. And a lot of people get accused of a lot of stuff and justice prevails and blah, blah, blah. And so you just read the headline just go, and it's like, he's it's fine. fine. That's the thing. I was talking before off air about how many work Christmas parties I've been to yeah. where ignition is played and the dance floor Remix. fucking lights, ignition Remix <laughs> plays and the dance floor lights up. Yeah. Absolutely. And I thought, oh, I can't like Ignition anymore. At some point I thought I can't like Ignition anymore. I didn't realise that I never should have because it was released after. after all of this. Yeah, but to the casual observer, this man is innocent. The court of the land has said he's innocent. I've looked into none of it. I don't even know about it. Remember, he's just the guy that did the, the, the she's got that vibe song for me whatever so like that's the problem like how, and you think how much else is out in the world that i'm not and we're not even into any of the actual cult stuff now we're just painting the picture of a predator well again and this is the thing like i am supposedly in the context of this chat mm. the r kelly expert I agree. and i don't know any of this stuff i've just spent the last week watching surviving r kelly and reading a whole bunch of stuff and feeling sick about it yeah. So no one's doing this research. And it's partly that conflict. None of us are conflicted about the fact that no. his sexual proclivities are criminally bad. No. But we you have that conflict because you go, I liked that or present tense like that music. You can't not like the stuff you like. And spent the last week or two watching all this stuff, mm. feeling actually sick, crying, you know, all the bits. Yeah. And then I went, I'm going to put on that R. Kelly CD that I heard in 2009. Oh, to see if it still nine, carries. To see if I still like it. it and you know did. what? I was like, this is sick. And it reminded me of Jamie Oliver's got this show and he was trying to get people, kids especially, to get off, like, junk food. Jamie Oliver thinks he's Jesus. Well, maybe he is. So Jamie Oliver does this thing where he goes, okay, kids, and he gives his kids around and he goes, I'm going to get some gizzards and rubbish and stuff. I'm going to match it up. And they're all the kids like, yeah. He's like, do you like this? They're like, yuck. And put it through this stuff. We're going to put all this stuff in it. They're like, disgusting. And then he molds it into little chicken nuggets. And he goes, would you? And they go, no. And he coats it in the in the yep. stuff, fries it up. And they go, right, would you eat that? And they all go, yes, yes. give us some. And while watching that, I went, I would. I would have I would eaten too. it three steps ago in the process. <laughs> yeah. You have me at chicken gizzards, <laughs> yeah. right? But that's what happened to me. I'm like, I have gone through the bile of this oh, yeah. whole thing. And then I went, how sick is Exit? That is a great song. I used to smoke. And mm. one of my techniques for stopping was thinking, okay, this is a friend of mine that has died. I'm still allowed to be in love with that friend. I'm still allowed to feel really close and affectionate right. towards that friend and all those good times we had together. Yeah. But I cannot see that friend anymore because they have died. Mm. And I think that's the attitude... We have to go cold turkey on R. Kelly. Well, I'll go you through these really quickly. Yeah, yeah. 2001, a victim called Tracy Sampson files a suit uh, for sexual abuse. Yeah. Settled out of court. In April 2002, a girl called Patrice Jones sues, claiming underage pregnancy and that R. Kelly forced her to get an abortion. Settled out of court. Classic. In May 2002... Montina Woods sues him, claiming he filmed them having sex without her knowledge. Guess what? Um, he was Wrong. charged. Wrong. Settled out of oh, court. 
Man, I need to be reading over your shoulder to get these. That's that's amazing. And then in June 2002, that's when he was charged with what we said about the piss tape with 21 counts of child pornography. I think it had been reduced to 14 counts by the time yeah. it actually got to court in 2006. Which makes it heaps better. Yeah. Is those extra seven. Are <laughs> <laughs> you doing your math? Counts Look, of child yeah. pornography. you got to get it under 10, guys. You know, and then... It's probably fine, but keep he's it, at 21. Keep it down to 10. Keep your child pornography counts reasonable. Yeah. And then go to hell. But he probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should be in jail. Mm. Um, but he, he probably couldn't count to 10. You I know, think we've so. already given him shit because he's illiterate. Let's not assume he's also innumerate. So he's got how many counts of child pornography at him at this? 21 reduced to 14. Right. And There's a difference he, of seven, Chris. Yeah, that's right. But then what happens? Drops Ignition Remix. And we all go, yeah. oh, well, how sick's that song? So we're off again. And one of the things that the, because it was the um, the Lifetime documentary Surviving R. Kelly that yes. we've spent massive chunk the last few days watching, it mentions that every time he's in trouble, he releases something amazing. Yeah. And redeems himself. And also that he's got this dirty, sexy, almost pornographic back catalogue of songs, but then he'll drop something like I Believe I Can Fly, which there's this really upsetting montage of yeah. it being played in church and choir singing it and playing at people's weddings and <laughs> yeah, christenings. Yeah, yeah. And it's for someone who is clearly in every interview you see with him, huh. a borderline moron. <laughs> Yeah. He's got this canny ability to cleanse himself publicly. Yeah. Well, he. it reminds me of, you know, when bikies do those charity runs. Yeah. And they go, hey, we're collecting for, like, Sydney Children's I'm just Hospital. a big teddy just bear. I might just, look just scary. Bear, mate. And they go off and they raise, like, I don't know, 20 bucks for whoever. And yeah. then they go, can we go back to the meth lab now as yeah. a cool guy? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like that. He goes, well... All right, I believe I can fly. And I admit that in 28 episodes, this is the first time I've been afraid that I'm going to be, like, targeted by a bikey. Guy. I didn't say the name of the club. Good on you. <laughs> God, that makes you such a rebel. <laughs> I know. And bikies. A like black this... rebel. It makes you a black rebel. Oh, very. That's very good. So he's, he's got that way of just going, I'm going to balance my, to be honest, pornographic back catalogue with actually... It's not my jam, but I believe I can fly. Is like one of the most famous songs probably ever written. It's not "Hey Jude," you know what I mean. But it's, it's also, like pretty it's big. Awful. It's terrible. It's like heal the world. Like shut up. Like, but I mean, the, the only good thing about it, yeah, is its association with Space Jam, which I've never seen. I have never seen I, it either. <laughs> I haven't even seen The Lion King. No, I've never seen any Disney film, whatever. But so, so I don't even know what Space Jam's about. Is it about? Space Jam in space. Like, is it basketball. picnic? Oh, it's basketball. Which means what? Something about basketball in space. This is... We should do our research on Space Jam before going we into shouldn't. I just This did. isn't the Space Jam we podcast. We did a lot of we research. We can get away with it. Fine. It's fine. So anyway, Space Jam comes out. In 2003, Dave Chappelle, in, in response to the P-tape, mm. does that bit on Chappelle's show, which is he does... I think he gets ignition and he remixes it to be piss on you right so he does yeah. a sketch and in one way you go that's awesome comedy is like taking a swipe at r kelly um but there's another part of me that feels a bit sad that he just went ha, 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 like jimmy fallon ruffling trump's hair everyone went 
that you he, don't make it that cool. That he almost cheapened it. But then, so that that comes out, and that's another thing in my consciousness that I guess I went, oh, he's just a weird pervert. And like, yeah, heaps, because, you know, you yeah. get on the internet is a thing now and there's pissing and pooing videos all over it. And you're like, yeah, everyone's got their weird things. Suppose... So my brain is like, that's just weird sex stuff. It's not yeah. pedophilia in me because I'm not paying attention. You've got a point, though, that it was, and now it's let's funny. get the bit that's funny out of this awful, awful. video that he pissed on someone and not the fact that this She's was 14. a, yeah. Yeah, and probably she being gets. held against her will. Everyone, including us, we're blind. We need to pay more attention to people. Well, yeah. Have you got anything into 2006? Because that's my next piece of consciousness. Go. And that's when I went to, and I was in London, and I went to this festival called All Tomorrow's Parties. Yeah. And as I said before, they've got a curated TV station that, like, the Sheens and Dinosaur Jr. and Sleater Kinney, they, like, curate the content on these Mm. TV channels for all the guests. Awesome festival. And they were like, you got to watch Trapped in the Closet. So I watched, what the fuck is Trapped in the Closet? So I watch it and it's, it's hilarious. Mm. And then I'm, now my consciousness of R. Kelly is, holy shit, this is, this guy's whack. He's really off the show. <laughs> there must be a point. I reckon the graph, because I should definitely <laughs> like mime out a graph on an audio medium. It's not going to work. But I think the graph of his narcissism goes, whoop. Like it goes, it's a really quick rise when he first gets famous, yeah, and then yeah. just sta- he's like, Stays. he's just any interview. What a narcissist! Really, yeah, yeah, he yeah. talks about his gift, and yeah. he talks about himself in the third person, and that sort of thing. Yeah. But do you think there's a crazy graph? I think he's a bit bonkers, and I think it's it's been this slow diagonal line, but. Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure Trapped in the Closet was an indicator that that process had started. So so it's it's becoming popular culture weirdo. And I think all the sort of the timeline stuff says he kind of started, this is his period of just going, I've been exonerated on this child stuff. Yeah. So I'm good. One of the things that's incredible is that the super fans, the really hardcore fans, yeah. are starting to believe R. Kelly's story that people are just out to get him. Out to get him. They just once you get, they hunt. want money or they want they want their name in the papers. Yeah, and that's kind of a plausible story, actually. You can you can sell that. I mean, without all the it's evidence very, that you're just ignoring. It's easy to sell, but it's sure because you just have to plant a seed of doubt. I am innocent, and you will. I bet you will never hear R. Kelly say, "Yeah, I did it." The thing is, he's really bad at answering questions. An innocent person <laughs> would just go, "No, I didn't do that." But R. Kelly says, I can't answer that because my lawyers told me not to. What a So a journalist called Toure asked him in an interview. First question. Do you like teenage girls? He and goes, R. Kelly, as an idiot, says. Define teenage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, we've been talking teenage. And he goes, what, are we, what age are teenage? we Teenage. I've said the worst. Girls that are teenagers. Yeah. Which... What, just think about, think about. Yeah. How you answer questions and how it makes you. But look. this is the point. If you're going to be an asshole, do it well. He doesn't actually believe he's doing anything wrong. Like he fully believes that it's fine, and you don't understand my relationship with these women who I love. All this bullshit. Right? And that so ding, 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 ding. That's the cult thing as well. Yeah. There's a point at which you can probably draw on a graph as well. I'm obsessed with graphs at the moment, where cult leaders start believing their own shit. Yeah. And he 
absolutely starts believing his own shit. He's been making Kool-Aid for like a long time. It was Flavor Aid, uh, as you'll read in my book. But between 2010 and 2013, he's asked to perform still at all. This is an indication of how far to the horizon people are, are willing to look rather than directly at what's happening. He sings at Whitney Houston's memorial service. Yeah, right. He sings at the 2010 World Cup, the 2011 Grammy Gala and Coachella 2013. He's being asked to do all this stuff. I think Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics, Salt Lake City. This guy, there's a tape of him pissing on a 14-year-old. Yeah. And he's getting asked to major global events. But this is Trump saying, I could shoot someone in the face in Times Square and it's all good. Yeah. Like, it is. Like, he, he's just defining his own reality, right? And and everyone just goes along with it because we forget. I really, I'm really having trouble with the idea that good harmonies can make people overlook all sorts of stuff. Look, the Jamie Oliver chicken nugget thing. Yeah, the chicken. Stands the, the test of time. It's the chicken nugget it's, theory. It's, he chicken nuggets It's the everyone. extruded chicken theory. <laughs> yeah, he's just really good at making them nuggets. In 2009, I'm working at news.com.au, right, for Rupert. Yeah. Uh, just spying around. I did some work for Rupert as well, and I don't know how we should feel about that. But Well, let's talk about another cult another day, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm – and this is still CDs are around, just. Yeah. And there's a CD, and it's R. Kelly Untitled. That's what it's called, Untitled, because yeah. he's literate. He could think of a name, right? And so it's called Untitled, and I'm like, oh, I've never heard an R. Kelly CD in my life. And I put it on. And it's it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like every song – like, oh, the first song's about well, – first song's really sexual. It's about sex. Second one's quite sexual. Oh, the fourth song is called Banging the Headboard. Ah! Okay, so that gives you an indication. There's another song called Go Low. He's not talking about like basketball. Do you know what I mean? Sexy, 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 sex. He's, he's talking, talking about, about cunnilingus. He's talking about the cunnilingus. And there's another song, Whole Lot of Kisses. And there's a lyric, Tonight You Won't Be Seeing My Face. So this is the point for me where I'm like... This is really funny. So the trapped in the closet things happen. You're a lunatic. Now I've heard a third, an album. It's all about sex. And the problem is I still think today the songs are quite good. Yeah. And that's the album I listened to just a couple of days ago to find out if I was still enthralled by the music. And I was like, yeah, it's tainted, but it's still a sweet jams. It's really I, hard to deal with. I admit that I have the advantage yeah. that because I considered myself fraudulently a hardcore hip-hop person and yeah. I was also just getting into Seattle grunge as yeah, well, yeah. which is a heady mix, I tell you. Yeah. I had no time for soft, lilting, even sexual no. R&B stuff. So I have the advantage here mm. of never having liked it much. But enough of how cool I, my music taste was. Uh, yeah, yeah. What have you got? Well, so I'm now becoming known amongst my peers on, on Twitter. I'm talking about on yeah. Facebook as R. Kelly this, R. Kelly that. Like just just taking the mic, but also kind of going. Putting your hand. I kind of like yeah. this, right? And it's it's fun. It's funny. I'm bad. See. <laughs> I'm starting to realise how little attention I pay because I'm looking at footage in the last few days yeah. of him performing and the fact that he goes right up to the edge of the stage and oh, essentially invites the audience, the female members of the audience, to touch his cock. Yeah. And, and they're, to, up, they're into like, it. throw his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, we don't want to get weird. Yeah, it's don't like, be ridiculous. It's a, it's a you know, show for kids. But, you know, he, they're all up for it. That's, that's what you want. 
And this is the, this and is the other conversation we have about diehard fans. So I'm, I'll I'll now go on record saying I'm not a diehard fan. I don't think he's amazing, best ever. I just think he's funny and a talent. But the diehard fans super fandom is a dangerous. And they I turn think. themselves into this movement of he's innocent, he's, he's innocent. fine, yeah, yeah, and shutting down anyone that that yeah. mentioned otherwise. Well, in he public. picks up at his trial. Sort of like I think John DePace. This is going back a bit, but he's on trial for the P tape stuff. However many counts of blah blah, and he meets this girl who's fifteen or whatever at, at outside the, tr- the outside, courthouse. Who's like you know going? Don't worry, Robert. You know it's all good. And she becomes one of his girlfriends. One of his girls. Wow. It's like I'm on trial for treating women badly. I'll show them. I'll pick someone up at my trial. Yeah. That's, I've never said that out loud. That sounds awful. <laughs> but skills, okay? Oh, skills. And he's started, yeah. And people are starting at this point to really ask him about it in, in interviews. And yeah. in 2015, he just yeah. says, this interview's over when a, yeah. a female interviewer, who she also had to say, yeah, you don't need to, as you're storming out. I mean, thanks for coming in and not answering my questions, but as you storm me out, you really don't need to comment on my appearance. Oh. So he's just being... <laughs> he's going off the rails. But as he says in other interviews, I love women. I love all women. And yeah. it's like... I don't we, care how old they are. <laughs> every potential sexual abuser that has said, I love women, yeah. has meant, oh, I love tits. <laughs> and so it's like decade, like it's like a decade ago, he's gotten off... For like the craziest shit ever, he could have used the phrase "gotten off." Sorry, I was too late. Yeah, yeah. He was exonerated. That's a good word. Right. He was sex exonerated from like those child blah blah p tape stuff, and then (laughs) it's turned into a Benny Hill podcast. Oh God. Um, you think he'd be like, "Sweet, lay low, I'm good," but because he doesn't think it's wrong, he just gets himself back into all the shit, and then the Me Too movement kicks off. Thank God, whatever your opinion is of the Me Too movement, it means people like R. Kelly. Because we're talking now of over a decade. We're talking 15 years minimum of him just taking advantage of his fans, if nothing else. And the industry going, well, he earns us a lot of money, so we're going to look the other way. The Me Too movement was fucking made for people exactly like R. Kelly. Yeah. There's no argument there from anyone, I don't think. No. So in July 2017, the BuzzFeed article by Jim DeRigatis comes out. And Pied Piper. The Pied Piper of R&B's cult. Yeah. What an own goal. <laughs> yeah, <pretty laughs> you know, much. like, yeah. thanks for the headline, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where yeah. the cult stuff comes out that... Not only does he have more than one girlfriend at the same time, yeah. right? One of my ex-boyfriends. Um, but he also has them in his house and these they start talking about these rules that they're subjected to. Yeah. And I want to get into the rules a bit later when we're talking about is it a cult. But when I saw these articles, because I've obviously got a Google search on that shows me any article where the headline has the word cult in it. But I was just like, yeah, righto. He's not, he's just a sex predator. He's not yeah. a, it's not yeah. a cult. Just. Yeah, just. We were talking about just. Still bad, yeah. still bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But shit, the more I've read about it, 
Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I think people have to believe in something other than R&B for it to qualify as a cult. But if nothing else, it highlighted for me the similarities between cult leader behavior Mm. and multiple consecutive sex predator behavior. Yeah. Asshole. After this BuzzFeed article, one of his in inverted commas girlfriends, Jocelyn Savage, mm. has this live video thing on TMZ saying, I'm not brainwashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not in a cult. Yeah. I'm here of my own free will. Did I say that right? I'll do it yeah. again, Robert. What? And they... Yeah. At first, again, I was sceptical, but then I went, oh, my God, that's exactly what's happening. Her parents and other people have said when she's asked if she's there against her will or asked where she is, she does know. there's a shadow on her, on, her, um, on her chest of someone that's in front of her doing that, like, that, cut it cut out, it don't out. answer it, cut, Cross cut it. Yeah, yeah. motion. She goes, I won't speak to that. Yeah, I won't speak to that. Yeah. So she's being coached. Yep. And at first I was like, no, she's not. Yes, she is. Because you can see it quite clearly. You isolate and then you turn against and the and the, the victim or the cult member is not allowed. Or, and not that they're not allowed, but they don't want to, through their brainwashing, speak to their family anymore. And that's a major thing because, and it's usually two reasons. One, the cult leader doesn't want his followers yeah. to be close to anyone else except him. And also he doesn't want anyone else to influence their thinking or to make them realise that perhaps this is a bad idea. (laughs) And friends and family will do that, the bastards. They'll remind you that they love you. And I I think with R. Kelly again, I don't think he thinks he's doing anything wrong. He just doesn't want the man, this society that doesn't understand, to ruin his fun because he's having a cool time with his... He calls him the fam... Like his girl's family and stuff. Like he's... Yeah. And also pets. Look, I'm not controlling... I just control my household. Look, you're the expert. You're the cult leader here. Yeah, I'm not an expert. I'm an enthusiast and that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Don't ascribe professionalism to what I do. So, yeah, that's right. No. This is about the time that the whole mute R. Kelly hashtag and movement yeah. happens. People are finally starting to go, oh, these girls, this isn't just him picking up girls after a concert. These people are living in his house and his recording studio and they don't seem to be leaving or appearing with him in public and their parents and their family haven't had contact with them in a couple of years. We need to get him off Spotify and stop him having concerts. So there's this whole movement. Well, it's the the last, it's like... Don't think trial by media is the is the greatest tool in the world. However, when you've run out of options because the legal system is totally inept, you got to do something to like to make change, right? So they're That's like, right. he's making money have... somehow. Because when he has money, he yeah. can pay people off yeah. to not prosecute and to sign. He can pay them to sign non disclosure agreements. Yeah. So if you take away the income, it's like then they're on a level playing field and you can actually, they don't have the advantage of silencing people with money. And apparently I read that his two bank accounts have 640 bucks and minus 13 in them right now. And then now he's doing, get this, he's doing, he did a show, a show, an appearance where he, I think he charged everyone 100 bucks bucks. to show up and he's saying, 
uh, bump and grind for 28 seconds. <laughs> and he That's did a post not... on his Instagram saying, look, I'm about to do these shows and I just want the media to lay off because just I need be nice. this money. So yeah. can the media just, if you see me in the club, just, just, just lay just off. Just go easy on me, yeah. Dude, that's not how it works. No, no, you don't get to call those shots anymore. So more and more allegations are coming out and that he's punishing people, the women in his house, if they say anything bad, then he doesn't let them eat or he keeps them trapped or whatever. In the closet. Spotify decides that they're not going to promote his music anymore. Bad things are starting to happen and there's more... There's more suits that he's unable to actually pay his way out of. So July 2018, he drops, I admit. (laughs) This is... Barely a song, by the way. This is not a fun time. Barely a song. It's a 19-minute song. But it's like, it's not... What's the tune? Like... It's two notes. It's not a. It's not a jam. It's not. It's, a hook. Not, it's not a part. It's, it's not going to be in the club. Do you know what I mean? That's going to be this episode so far. Fictional T-shirt, <laughs> just big letters. It's not a jam. It's not a jam. It's not a jam. Space or otherwise, it is not a jam. <laughs> can I read you in a comically serious voice some of the lyrics? You can't because I, I haven't heard it. So you can read it to me. <sighs> I admit I fuck with all the ladies. That's both older and young ladies, he clarifies. But tell me how they call it pedophile because that shit is crazy. So well, he could have. That's, that's a solid argument there. He could have rhymed. There's a lot of words rhyme with pedophile, like because it's been a while or. He rhymed I ladies like a smile. with ladies. What are you talking he's about? Not, yeah, how he's dare just you? Doing, he's just doing art. And another part of, I admit, the 19 minute not a jam is this. What's the definition of a cult? What's the definition of a sex slave? Go to the dictionary, look it up. Let me know. I'll be here waiting. I already let him know. You heard that at the beginning. <laughs> well, we're about to do that, yeah. Robert. We're about to like crack out our checklist and see if we That's believe right. you were in a sex cult. Well, pre-screenings of the six-part documentary Surviving R. Kelly right. happened in December 2018. This is really recent. And there were phone calls put through to the theatre where it was being shown, where some of the people who were in the documentary were actually sitting, saying that if they didn't stop showing it, that someone within the theatre would start shooting. So they evacuated the theatre. That could never happen in America. Never. That is ridiculous. 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 Outlandish. But it screened pretty much worldwide in January this year, 2019. And he was dropped by Sony and it was kind of awesome. Yeah. Because this is people just going, fuck it, now's the time where we can say all this stuff. Yeah. And people just thought, screw the the NDA, I'm talking. And, if you know, when John Legend is coming oh, at I you. Oh, I love that he was involved. When you got John Legend coming at you, it's not, it's time. So we're in January this year. Yeah. And also in January, his Australian tour was cancelled on That's the back it. of that. But. It's fake. He put. R. Kelly put a post on his Instagram saying, this is a fake tour. I'm, I'm saying I actually believe that was fake. <laughs> the tour company has contracts right, with R. Kelly and they're confused that he was saying it was fake. So now we're at present day. We're so at- he's been arrested. Jail time. Jail time. 
He was arrested on 10 counts of felony aggravated criminal sexual abuse. They found a second tape with that same 14-year-old on it. And these are historical and current cases. Yeah. There's four victims and three minors who were aged between 13 and 16 at the time, which is nauseating. 13. (sighs) But I kind of like that he was almost out on bail and then his ex-wife hit him and he was arrested again for non-payment of over 160 grand of child support. Fuck you. Come on. He talks about family and it's like, you pay for your kids. You pay for your fucking kids. Yeah, well, in the Gail King interview when he's getting upset about the coming after my family, I'm like, which family? I love the Gail King interview so much. So she was (laughs) so serene. And he's like, I'm a... I'm going to answer your question. And she'd be like, I wish you would. I yeah. loved her in that. And he's standing up beating his chest. I'd like to say in a really calm voice, because I think that'll be mildly comical. Yeah. I'll repeat some of his outburst. He says, stop it. You'll quit playing. Quit playing. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my fucking life. Or as I like to call the, the Gal King interview, the Indignation Remix. <laughs> Just to put this into context, and we've gotten to this a bit late in the piece, but yes. I want to read you a list of the rules from various interviews and articles that the girls that live in R. Kelly's houses, and one is a recording studio that's been illegally converted into living quarters. I want to let, read you a list of rules, and this was what really tipped me over the edge into this sounds pretty culty. Oh. So he tells the girls when, what, and how to eat. And okay. they have to text him for permission to do pretty much anything. And if he doesn't respond, they just don't. Yeah. So some people, some recording engineers and stuff that have been to the recording studio and they've realised that there are girls living there, they notice that in the corner of each room is a bucket. bucket. And that's their bucket to piss in if he doesn't give them permission Fucking hell. <laughs> Come on. They have to call him daddy. Yeah. They have to avert their eyes or face the wall if another male is in the room and all of the males in his entourage know they're not allowed to talk to these women. Yeah. There's a lot of red flags for the males. Yeah. There surely as well. That's that right. Why, going on. The massive question, why did no one say anything? They have to ask permission to go to the toilet, shower, brush their teeth, go anywhere, see Do they have to ask anyone. permission to use the bucket? No, they use the bucket if he doesn't respond to them in oh, time. So, so great. That, that's, yeah. that's progress with the oh, bucket. Oh, yeah, it's then. fine. That's they can awesome. piss in a bucket. Yeah, great. Luxury. Luxury. They can only wear sweatpants, so nothing too revealing. He confiscates their phones and then gives them new phones and they're only allowed to text him because he can check that because it's his account. Are they smartphones? Are they just like Nokia 5110? It's just snake. You'll like, have so to ask can only text. Mr. R. Yeah. There's no communicating with anyone, including chatting or sharing personal information with the other women in the, let's call it a compound. Yeah. Take me to your compound. They're also asked to dob in the others if they do anything oh, wrong, which is classic cult <laughs> material, cult. self-policing. I didn't read that. That's they have to stand up and greet him whenever he enters the room. So yeah. other people, interviewers have seen him and he'll go into a room and girls will bounce up and go hi and give him a kiss and it's like oh they love him no they're yeah. frightened of being slapped he's done a lot of slapping and kicking 
Yeah. And finally, they have to do what they're told sexually on camera. He directs everything. Even if they have some sexual experience, which a lot of them don't have, yeah. they don't have much. Didn't he say one girl was a virgin and he said perfect? Yes. Oh. And someone else was having sex with him and wasn't responding the way he wanted. So he said, we work, have to work, work on, on your, your moaning skills. Yeah. How does that all fit in with the definition of a cult? I have my own definition of a cult. Yeah. Which is in my book. Yeah, I mean, and this I is have the five thing. five points and I got three big ticks for three out of five. Would you want to read my, do you want me yeah, to read my yours? list? Okay, so this is this is not about, I, Kelly, I was just thinking about what I think is a cult. cult leaders, what are characteristics, yeah. and then and I'll, I'll see what you think. Right. So first up, headed by a charismatic leader. And I believe he is quite charismatic. Um, and they're mesmerized by him. Born with otherworldly gifts, I've written as like a kind of like a, a trait. He's, he says that much himself. He says that he has this gif. gift. Gift. I said gif because I'm so used to saying gif. You're, you're deep in the memes, right? <sighs> yeah. But like he's a triple threat, singing, fucking, and singing about fucking, <laughs> right? That's that's his like total gift. <laughs> I fact, don't care how many days he... ago you wrote that joke. <laughs> it kills. It, it. He's got a song called Genius, okay, and it's not about him being... Like a literary genius. Is it about his penis? It's about being a sex genius. So, and look, and he is actually a genius singer-songwriter. Mm. I know that's a taste issue, but... I but also, but no one... I, Grammy Award even winning. I don't debate that. Yeah. So I think he's born with gifts. What about believes to be touched by God or to be God? Yep. Is that a one? Yep. He thinks that he has been granted a gift by God. And his wife, Andrea Kelly, was like, I honestly believe he has a God complex. So I think that's pre. I think that's another tick. Professors noble intentions. So there's like a veneer of noble intentions. And my, my uh, definition of that is uh, women don't have enough orgasms. And this is quite well documented by society. And Robert has the cure for this. His noble intentions is yeah. that he's going to give a lot of these women music careers. Well, yes. And since Aaliyah, not one. Not None. one. No, that's just his in to get them in. Yeah, so he professes so noble right. intentions. That's right. What it, likes to fuck a lot. So that seems to be <laughs> another... Not all cult leaders I, like to fuck a lot. But a lot of them. A lot of them do like to fuck a lot. Would you say like 60% in your research are documented as... I think 60% is a, fair, <laughs> is a fair fucking ratio. Yeah, okay. Cult leaders, they like to yuck it up in a big compound. So his compound is all the houses he has. He says correctly there's no locks on the doors, but barely any cults need locks on the doors. Don't need it. The imprisonment is psychological and yep. that is definitely there. These these people do get hit yep. if they don't follow the rules. And a lot of the victims and uh, the accusers state correctly and tragically, that if these were white girls, there yeah, would probably be a lot more public uproar and it's been a hard slog to get that level of uproar that these yeah. girls deserve. This is from a March 2019 New Yorker article. So this is only a month ago. Yeah. And this is Dominique Gardner who was... Is she still in there? No, she's out. Uh, no, she's out. In the last couple of episodes of Surviving R. Kelly, she's the one that her mother gets out and she's the one that sort of presents oh, as masculine. Oh, yeah, yeah. She rescues her from the Beverly Hills Hotel yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So the New, York, the New Yorker article says, after being reunited with her mother last May, 
Dominique Gardner returned to Kelly's side three days later and stayed with him for about two more weeks until she finally walked away for good, which is just, that's so culty. I would probably still be there if he would have let me go to my little brother's graduation, she said. I'd still be there, but when he told me no, I'm like, what is wrong with you? You don't let people see their families, I guess, because we might realise how much freedom and happiness we have out there with our families. A wooger. His next album should be called Red Flag. Mm. Actually, his next album should be called Songs in the Key of Prison. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Master Manipulator. I yes. Think that's definitely one. Which, like... And that's documented throughout this whole conversation. I just thought, why am I spending all this time as a relatively intelligent person trying to be a manipulator when stupid people can do it just as well? The stupider, the better. But he treats these women... And it's the it, love bombing is a typical cult yeah, thing yeah. where when you first join, you feel better than you it's, do in any other area of your life. Yeah. Of your life. He treats them like princesses. They believe he's monogamous with them. They're the center of his world. And then they slowly get dip, drip fed the bad stuff. Yeah. I, I wonder if this is a thing. And this is the Kelly method. Mm. And this is like, this, this is my five step program to getting, to get like sex laid. So the one, the first part is, starstruck adulation phase yes where where you just people are just coming to you and they're in and then then there's the promise of fame slash success i'll make you a star which is i think is just as much to convince their parents and the parents than them because that will mean the parents go okay you can go there so that's the love bombing stage but then you go then then the next stage is like the love addiction stage where it's special now, like he'll reveal something about himself and then the, the, the victim will go, oh, this is different. Then he steps it up to low-level fear. And so he, that's when he starts controlling through like abuse, Stockholm syndrome, kind of brainwashy kind yeah. of stuff. And then that gets the bit on edge. That's when he starts calling me daddy and the rules come in. And is the next bit the actual fear of being beaten? Then the high-level fear. Yeah. And one of the things I think is really interesting is that he convinces these girls that their parents just want money that they're accusing yeah. him of this stuff because they just want money and that they were technically offering up their daughters in the hope that they would get money. Yeah. What he doesn't seem to realise is by accusing their parents of offering up their daughters, <laughs> he forgets the second part of the two-part process where he went, yes, thank you, I accept. He's accepted. By yeah. his theory, they're yeah. offering up their daughters and he's going, yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm good now. What an awesome. Thanks for another one. My definition of a cult. So there's five points and three out of the five. Oh, so by I, the way, just why did you think of my list? I thought your list was great. Thanks. Okay. Uh, I mean, it would be a lot more convincing it was in a, if it was in a book. Um, <laughs> or if I sang it <laughs> in, in R&B styles. In, yeah, over 19 minutes. Over a sweet jam. So it has a leader whose instructions must be followed. To the letter. Yeah. Tick. Tick, Absolutely. It has a prescribed way of life peculiar to the group, including some loss of free will, autonomy, and independent decision-making. Massive tip. Okay. It has a definite and succinct separation, physically, culturally, or philosophically, from the outside world. Yeah. That's true. So number four, there are negative consequences, real or perceived, for those who leave the group. Oh, well, massive tick, obviously. I think that's only half a tick. Oh, so yeah, that is a tick. If they do anything that displeases Robert Kelly, they get punished. They absolutely get punished. They get punished low level, high level. So we're on four out of five here. 
And five, it has its own beliefs that are different from those of other groups. I think that's the yeah. that's the one thing that stops this being a cult. Although four out of five ain't bad. He doesn't have a system of belief because I think the the music has taken care of that for him. Yeah. So he believes he can fly. He does. Great. He does. That's a great callback. Wasn't it, it was great. Um, this is from a. 2017 Rolling Stone article. Ms. Jones was one of his girlfriends. And it says, Kelly housed Jones alongside two of his other girlfriends, allegedly demanding that each of them contact Kelly or one of his employees before leaving the room. Despite all three girlfriends living in one location, Jones says the singer at first tried to ensure none of them knew the others were living there. There were no locks on the doors, but cameras monitored every move, and Kelly would punish the women for attempting to leave for any reason without permission. Kelly would frequently take away Jones's phone as punishment, sometimes as long as two months, cutting off her ability to request food or perform basic functions, according to Jones and another source who knew him. That's control. And that's the thing. Yeah. Control is the bit about cults, I reckon. So is he just a chronic sexual abuser? who's running, who's got hint of like suissant of cult. A suissant of <laughs> cult. Just, That's just the second whiff, T-shirt. A whiff of cult or is he a cult leader? I don't know. I don't think he's a cult leader. I don't think he's a cult leader. I think he's abuser and that's coming to my mind that ab- abusers have the same characteristics as cult leaders. Yeah. But we might be into random fact territory. Random, random, random. Facts. I'm talking random facts. I'm talking random facts about cults and that. Cults and that. That is the most perfect thing I've ever heard. Because there's one big one that I want to mention. Because you keep bringing up Trump. Right. And R. Kelly lives in Trump Tower. Trump Tower. <laughs> Chicago. One yeah, of them. Chicago. One of the yeah, Trump yeah. Towers. Which is... He rents it, apparently. I don't know if he owns any houses anymore. One of the things that's fascinating in interviews, and I will put a link to the Gail King interview up on the Zealot Facebook page because it's remarkable and he's not believable at all and he's a child in it. But he keeps pushing the point that just because he's famous, people make up lies about him and that that is what happens. But A... There are plenty. Why are there more? If that's true, if people just get yeah. things made up about them, why are there more lies made up about R. Kelly or worse than yeah. like Kyle Sanderlands <laughs> or even Rupert Murdoch, right? Yeah. But also, I couldn't find any evidence. He threatens it a lot, but has never done it, that he would. he has sued anyone for defamation. If these are lies... And they've been taking place over 25 to 30 years about yeah. him and they are untrue and that they're affecting his career, which he says they are, and yeah. he needs money. Yeah. So this has cost him money. That's a cut and dry case of a defamation lawsuit yeah, go, go if it was untrue. Yeah. And not, I couldn't find any example of that actually happening. From a GQ interview, yeah. and there's also part of this GQ interview, I'll probably put a link to that as well. Right. There's little videos of him singing part of his history. Yeah. Oh, my God. That I've sounds good. I've got so many quotes. So this is what R. Kelly has to say about Bill Cosby, 
This is the what? G- oh, really? GQ article from 2016. Yeah. He says, I'm a fan of Bill Cosby's from the Bill Cosby show. Of course. Who's <laughs> that not? That needed the qualifier, Who's by not? the way, didn't Yeah, it? that's right. That's right. Just not. in case you didn't know who Bill Cosby was. Yeah, the one who's that was on the Bill Cosby, the Cosby show, show, not the other one. I think one. he played a fairly major part. Yeah. Well, I can't and for me to give my opinion on something that I have no idea if it's true or not, all I can say is that it was a long time ago. And when I look on TV and I see the 70, 80, 90 year old ladies talking about what happened when they were 17, 18 or 19, there's something strange about it. That's my opinion. It's just strange. (laughs) This might be something nice to round this out. Um, From the same interview, which I just loved because it, it truly shows me as, as a bit that shit. It did. There's, it's interspersed with videos. And at one point he says, I love music. I'm pregnant by it. <laughs> I'm having aplets. There's no explanation as to what aplets means. I'm going to love my babies. I'm going to raise them. I'm going to burp them. They're going to poop. Thanks for having me, Joe. And I think that's a really, a really great place to finish. Yeah, I think that's. I don't think anything else should ever be said about this. Well, so in closing, (laughs) I think there's nothing else to say except toot toot, beep beep, (laughs) join a cult. You're not supposed to join a cult, okay? That's true. You've been listening to Zealot, produced by me, Joe Thornley, and I can go to the bathroom whenever I want. My co-host for this episode was Chris Deal, a clever man currently rethinking his music collection. Further reading and confusing metaphors about babies can be found on the Zealot Facebook page. And music is by the Everglades, a person who owns one party shirt. Yeah, cults.